Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in. Before we get to the episode, I just want to give you a heads up that I had a bit of an audio snafu and had to cut to my backup audio around minute six. It gets back to that high quality goodness you all know and love after a minute or two, but I just wanted to let you know. As always, thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Who's Who podcast, a show where I sit down with your fellow classmates and try to get to the heart of who they really are. My name is Savannah Edmondson and today I'm sitting here with soccer player, goalie extraordinaire, and businessman, Noah Cohen. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Finals are coming up, steadily approaching. What are you doing to prepare? Um, Just honestly taking it one step at a time. A lot of my classes are projects. I only have one test. So um, yeah, it's been nice just working on projects, uh, really just getting to do what I love to do. And uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. When are you leaving? I leave... Probably on December 15th. I don't have a flight back yet, so... <laughs> Me we'll, either. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. You're the first athlete that I have had on this show. Do you think that there's like a... Honestly, I don't think that I know any other athletes. Like, I don't talk to any of them. Do you think there's like a disconnect between you guys and the rest of the student body? Because I know your schedules are like pretty tight. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, like realistically, you look at it, like you said, I think you're not alone with people who are athletes. Uh to feel that disconnect um even looking at our games we don't get great attendance and I feel like that's just I don't know a result of the athletic community being disconnected from the student body Uh, I I don't think there's too many I think there's a lot of activities that go on at Brandeis that don't necessarily bring the whole student body together maybe the goal of those activities are to bring the student body together but they never really do do you think there's like something they could do or do you think at this point it's just kind of dead no I I don't think it's dead um I think that the new athletic director is doing a great job of trying to get more people to the games and I think that's just a great way of creating community Uh, I think you know whether we win or lose the best part of the events is that it brings excitement to the school you know, and like the way I always look at it is, you know, if, if you bring a recruit to the school on that day or someone that's just looking at Brandeis, uh, I believe that, you know, when they walk in the gym or even any anywhere it is um, on campus, I believe that if like there's energy there and excitement that it'll be a place that people want to go to. And I think that that's something we have to continue striving to do as, you know, a student body because we really hold um the future of Brandeis uh in our hands because the you know as you leave this place you realize how strong the alumni network is and um how influential it is um I'm sure you heard about the racist scandal on the basketball team I want to know what your thoughts are on the diversity lack lack of diversity on the soccer team um we don't necessarily have too much of a diverse group i'm pretty sure i've heard time and time again that we all look the same so um yeah i mean obviously we don't have as many factors to face we're not as diverse of a group but i would say that we are welcoming of of all people and like some i think that's part of also the culture of soccer too you know like the best part of the game throughout my life has been just being able to have relationships with people from all walks of life, from all over the world. You know, I've been able to have the opportunity to play soccer with people that I don't even share the same language with, but 
we're able to communicate, you know, through the ball. At the end of the day, with all the discrimination, racism going on in the world, um, it's so amazing to see, you know, 22 players on a field um, just communicating through the ball and not really having to worry about anything else that uh, is going on in the world. And that's why, like in the locker room, we always say that playing is a privilege because not many people have an opportunity to do something for an extended period of time where all that really matters is that thing going on. You know, we're not checking our phones during the game. We don't have any outside uh, distractions that we have to worry about. It's just us and the ball and the other team, you know. Um, so I think that's been the most beautiful thing about the game. I mean, it's led me to have friendships with people from, you know, uh, California to Florida to Ghana. I mean, um, yeah, the, the connections that I've made with people from the game is unbelievable. So you'd say that in your time at Brandeis, you've um, been able to find your people that, you know, like get you and that you hang out with. And have they come from soccer or have you been able to find them in other places as well? Obviously, I mean, all the guys on the team were family. I mean, those are my brothers. But um, I, I love reaching out um, to other people that aren't on the team because I think it's important that you know, I don't just hang out with all the guys that look exactly like me, right? <laughs> um, no, but, and also guys that or hang out with people that don't have any similarities to me. I mean, that's, those are some of the situations where I feel like I've learned the most and um, just gotten the most out of those relationships. I mean, interacting with people that aren't necessarily from the same walk of life um, as you is the biggest opportunity to learn because you come from two completely different standpoints and if you can look at each other and have a conversation and you know understand each other and be cordial it's the, the things you can learn are just unbelievable from another human being you know we met because you lived across the hall from me in, in freshman year um what was what was that like because i know we were uh, my roommate and I, we were very, like, on, like, two different <laughs> poles. So from your perspective, I want to know, like, what, what was that, like, being around us a lot? I mean, it was great. Like, I think you'd be able to say the same thing. Like, that group was, was it was awesome. Um, just, I mean, having people that legitimately care about what's going on in your life. Um, Nowadays, I feel like that's more difficult to come by, um, especially in the college setting when life's moving so quickly. Um, it was nice to come home and have people around me that weren't necessarily um, like on the soccer team in athletics that I could still relate to. And if it felt almost like, you know, when I came home to Reitman, um, life slowed down a little bit. So how did you get here? That's what I want to know. Where? So you're from Chicago. What's it like living in what Kanye calls the murder capital? <laughs> um, it's not as bad as people say. It's a, it's a great place to grow up. Um, but how did I end up here? Um, well, I mean, going into the college process, I was looking for like the best combination of soccer and uh, school. And then I was dead set on going to Texas because my sister lives there and was looking at all schools in Texas and ended <laughs> up at Brandeis. Um, no, but honestly, uh, it's kind of a weird situation. Like, 
the the coaches here never even saw me play when I was recruited. Um, it was completely through word of mouth and uh, I guess credibility of other coaches within the conference. I was looking at Trinity in Texas. I was looking at SMU, a couple other schools in Texas. Um, and then Brandeis came around and I reached out to them. Obviously, it was a great on paper. I mean, it was unbelievable, you know, great school academically. Um, and obviously a great soccer team. And then I decided to come out here and visit. It was the first time I'd ever even been on the East Coast. When I visited here, it was a big culture shock. But uh, what landed me here was honestly Coach Coven. Um, he retired after my freshman year. But what just stuck out um, to me about him and about this place is that I really felt cared about you know and I felt like I was a name and not a number um I mean I remember after I after I came here on my visit I remember coming home and I had a letter in the mail from Coven it was a handwritten letter you know it's just like those small details at least to me that really like stick out to me and I mean it makes you feel like you truly matter you know and that that you were remembered and you know, someone took the time out of their day to do that for you. Like, that means a lot to me. And uh, that's how I ended up at Brandeis. So besides soccer, what else are you involved in? I know that you will tell the people about your major and why you decided on that. So I'm business econ double major. Um, I think all my life I've been interested in business. Um, you know, both my parents started their own companies. My dad was a photographer. My mom was a healthcare consultant. Neither of them went to college, but, you know, started their own businesses. And then when I was 13, I actually started my own business. It was revolved around a card game called Magic the Gathering. Yeah, I was, I was a nerd growing up. Totally played that game a lot. It was it was so cool because it's, it's a collectible card game. So I loved how every card was, like, worth a different amount. And it was like a, like a little kid's stock market almost that I was playing. Yeah, what was your business model? Yeah, so just be, to begin, um, you know, I would always play Magic at this comic book store, and the guy didn't sell the, uh, the single cards. He just sold packs, you know. And I asked him, I was like, you know, could I, you know, buy and sell cards out of your store, and then, you know, I'll give you a percentage of my sales to be able to do it. And so we did that for a while. And honestly, like, um, we did a decent amount of sales in the store and it brought more people in his store, which is awesome to see just because that's something that people look for that played the game. Um, and then it just kept evolving. I mean, I never really turned down the opportunity to buy a car, just kept building up an inventory over time and then started selling cards online out of my basement. I remember like, packaging orders every day and then building that up I mean I remember when it started it was like awesome to get like eight orders in one day and then you know it kept building up um, became more, more legitimate um, my dad's uh, photography business had started to go downhill after uh, 2008 honestly with the you know financial crisis and also just the evolution of the digital age you know mm -hmm. back in the day I mean people were buying like photo albums those aren't even a thing anymore you know you can just go on your photo album on your phone and it'll make one for you but um, that business I felt like was starting to change and you know I had started this thing that was going well and he kind of 
backed me in doing it. And then in 2015, let's see. No, like in the middle of 2014, we opened a brick and mortar store because we just needed a location to house all the inventory and also um, wanted to start, I wanted to start attracting my own player base. So yeah, we did that. I really got into it, started a tournament series that is now all over the Midwest. That's going really well. Just with the amount of people that were coming in? or uh... Yeah, so I started, uh, how it started was, this is going to be, we're going to the fourth year now of the tournament series. And the first year, I mean, it started with 12 $1,000 tournaments monthly. And so I would give out cash at the events uh, to the to, to the people that, came in the you know places that we paid out to and then you know went from there basically I created this leaderboard to incentivize people to keep coming back to my events Mm -hmm. um, where they would earn points and then at the end of the year we had a championship I think we started out as a $2,500 championship um, where basically like the 16 best players how it worked was the the winner of each uh, event the 12 events would get a bid into the championship and then the top four of the leaderboard would also get into the championship to kind of engage our consumers and incentivize them to keep coming back. And these, this isn't online. This isn't online. Yeah. It's like they have to come in. Yeah. And honestly, that's how are you booking places? Yeah. So we, we hosted the events in our store. Um, initially our first storefront, we could seat about 40 players and then the tournament series. So that was actually a problem, right? Like that was the question. How are we going to keep doing these events? Because, we were selling out our events, which was only 40 players, you know, um, and we could only grow so much because our store was only so big and it's a such huge cost to, you know, rent out like mm-hmm. a bank with facility and hotels. So we ended up actually moving across the parking lot to a new space. We totally gutted the place and we can see 100 players in, in our store now. So we host events there in our tournament center. We're starting to expand and... Uh, will be needing more seats but that's that's in the future so, th- so that's really what got me into business and I came here um I remember meeting with the chair of the business school his name's uh Ed Bayonne uh he's on sabbatical right now he I think is coming back next year but I remember just hitting it off with him as well honestly like the like I said before about Brandeis like on paper it's amazing school but what really stood out to me was the relationships, you know, that I created just the first time I stepped on campus. I mean, whether it be with with Coven as a soccer player or Bayonne in academia, I mean, I loved both of them, and it was definitely because I felt cared for, and I felt like they took it upon themselves to care about me because, like, it mattered. You know, this age, the digital age, the social age, the Zuckerberg age, I mean... It's uh, changed how people act with each other, and I, I dislike it greatly. I mean, one of the things that I valued so much about, like, my company and Magic, like you said, it's not online. It's face-to-face, and it allowed me to not only communicate with, like, all kinds of people, because um, that that's another thing. Like, like soccer, I mean, Magic, it's people from all walks of life, you know? I mean, it's a diverse crowd, Um you know, pe- people coming from, I- I've met people from all over the world. I mean, I got to travel the country playing the game, 
when I was younger and just interact with so many people, but face to face having conversations, I think that's so important. Um, and like I said, I mean, I feel like people are our greatest resource, um, because there's, there's so much to learn and a lot of people are, are willing to help you if, if you reach out. That's why I came here. Like I got a handwritten letter that meant a lot and that's not something that we do. If we're not doing handwritten letters a lot, then we're definitely not talking people face to face, um, that much anymore, which I think is sad. I think there's value in having a conversation with someone and looking them in the eyes and being right next to them and having a conversation with someone. And I also think there's a lot of value in like shaking someone's hand. Mm -hmm. Um, That's always how I was raised. And I feel like we're starting to move away from it, which, um, you know, can I say whether it's good or bad? Personally, I don't I don't like a lot of what the digital age is doing to people. But you know what? It's it's different. It's just different. People are living in different ways. I mean, the amount of things that we're able to do and how much the iPhone has changed people's lives. The iPhone alone, not even once we start to get in all the apps that people have made on it. You know, I mean, I just got my phone and laptop back like this (laughs) week, you know, and I was living for literally like two weeks without, I mean, I've, I've been living with for like four weeks without a cell phone and then two weeks without a cell phone or a laptop people are like how do you do it you know like you're off the grid like you're patrick (laughs) star living (laughs) under a rock it was like the best two weeks of my life what Um, were you doing instead of being on your phone (laughs) well every time i did have to use technology to like write a paper read something for a class you know i had to come to the library and use like the computers here what i what was i doing i was actually focusing on the things that I need to get done in my life rather than looking at my phone and other people's Instagrams and other people's Facebook and all and you know swiping on Tinder all the mm-hmm. stuff that really doesn't even matter that doesn't progress you in life. Uh, I don't really I don't really go on social media that much. I think it's so funny that like I'm making an app that is going to have so much to do with social media. Yeah, I'm not a big social media person, although I've done a lot of reading to understand it, which I which I th- find ironic I guess well I think that happens with a lot of people who are in business like they like people who make TV are not watching TV they're Mm -hmm. out there doing it so yeah yeah I think that's why everybody is so successful because they're doing stuff instead of allowing or falling into the trap that you guys made for us Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wanted to ask this are you a game master in magic or are you another one of these people who are like really good at facilitating the tournaments but then am i a game master as if being are you really good oh could you go against these people okay so um i played a lot growing up that was part of honestly just like getting the name out to the to the company we were one of the first companies to ever so, so there was a large tournament series so magic hosts their own series that leads to what they call the pro tour and they have like grand prix all over the country uh, actually all over the world that happen almost almost every weekend now uh, every other weekend but then there's this other company a uh, third party company you know that sells the basically a company comparable to mine just on a much larger scale scale called uh, Star City Games and they would host now they've consolidated more to the east coast but they would host events all over the country and um I would constantly go to those events you know like wear the hoodie for my company and play 
just play because uh, the re- I mean the reason why I got into the company in the first place was because I just love the game. But yeah, we were one of the first companies to ever sponsor a team on the Star City Games series because they got such large viewership on their Twitch channel um, at the events. We we thought it'd be a great idea to you know sponsor a team and get these high profile players to you know wear our gear and you know have people see our name on their stream all the and time that, i think proved to be very successful because we have a lot of brand recognition in the industry now so yeah that worked out a lot but as far as myself uh yeah i actually in doing that i got the opportunity to play with like a lot of great players i actually qualified for the pro tour once i was the youngest player at that pro tour i feel like if i do something i want to be competitive and doing well and when i was playing yeah i was successful i know that you're starting or you're thinking about starting another business or like an app have they been able to help you facilitate that or have you been drawing on your experience from the magic business no um this idea is actually nothing magic related and i would have the idea would have never even been able to come to my mind if I wasn't educated in the classes that I got that I went to so yeah now we're gonna create the app and definitely every day I get inspired in my classes to to refine the business model as we move forward you know I find myself always reading in detail I mean it's inspired me to honestly educate myself even more because when I read these cases um, so in the business school we actually use the case method where we read about businesses and then talk uh, talk about them and it's been really helpful because I get to read about all these amazing companies like Facebook, Amazon, etc. and you know almost draw my own ideas out of what they've done you know and now I find myself constantly like not only taking notes about the case that we need to talk about in class but also having offshoot notes about my new company and app and how we're gonna use some of the successful things that they've done to to help ourselves as well. You said that you were a bit of a nerd in high school. Is the nerd still in you, or do you think that you've changed a lot? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, in high school, I was a nerd, but I was a closet nerd. Uh, As I say, you know, I I wasn't ready to come out and tell everyone about, you know, the whole magic thing. No one even knew about my business in high school. I was uh, embarrassed about it, but I feel like it's one of the biggest aspects of my life and how... I changed growing up, so I have no problem talking about it with anyone. As far as now, I mean, I'm definitely a geek. Um, I mean, <laughs> I love reading about business and love reading cases. I mean, people look at me like I'm crazy, but yeah, <laughs> I, I guess I'm a geek. The nerd's always in me. I mean, I called my company Nerd Rage Gaming, so oh. <laughs> definitely, definitely know about all the nerds in the world, and I definitely still embrace it myself. Where are you trying to take everything? Like, do you do you just want to? continue to like start be an entrepreneur or um do you see anything else in the future that you're trying to like aim toward um honestly there's so many things that i would love to do i mean right now my current project is uh is impulse this app that i'm working on and uh surrounding myself with a great team starting to make that into a reality is uh i mean it, it just it sparks me. It gets me so excited. Um, so honestly, I haven't looked, I've thought about the future after that, but I'm so just deep into this idea right now that I try to take life. I try to take life in the moments that we're in Mm -hmm. and, um, try not to think also too, too ahead of myself because I know that, 
you know, a year not a year from now, two years from now, I'll be a completely different different person. And I'm a firm believer that we're always learning and we're always changing. Um, at least if we want to be successful because I believe in no point that one person has it figured out. Um, and that's important because it's it's allowed me to continue to grow. And, you know, holding yourself accountable is so important. So, yeah, as far as the future past this current endeavor, I haven't thought too much into it. I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm interested in, but I don't know where life's going to take me. Um, I mean... What are some of those things? What are some of those things that I'm interested in? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, something that's been coming to my heart recently so uh a big change in my life happened last year um I actually came to faith in Christianity and uh oh that's been such like an amazing oh just like a life-changing experience moment that happened in my life you know coming to faith and uh honestly I, I feel every day that that God is pulling me closer and closer to ministry. Um, although, I mean, I, I really don't know. I mean, I, I allow, that's also a reason why I don't think too much in the future because I've allowed just kind of Jesus to take the wheel, if you will. Um, because I know that in his hands, like everything's going to work out. I've been so inspired by by ministry and like a few of my friends have gone on like mission trips to uh I mean my friend Ben Woodhouse went out to Jamaica and that that sounded like an unbelievable experience that I mean I would love um to to experience as well um not necessarily going to Jamaica but just seeing like other parts of the world and maybe sharing Christ in my way yeah I mean I believe that everything that happens in our lives, good, bad, or indifferent, um, is paid in advance, um, in the sense that, you know, we're being prepared for something bigger in life. So really I'm trying to focus on, you know, school, being able to start my own company effectively, um, doing this app that, you know, by the grace of God, the idea came into my head and, you know, we're, we're able to put a team together and actually do this, which is awesome. And, um, yeah, I mean, just allowing all these things to continue to pay in advance for myself to influence myself, to see where I want to go and not only see where I want to go, but know where, where I can go and where, where I can be an influence and positive to the world. Um, going back to something that you didn't expect from Brandeis, what do you think you would have done differently, if anything? I, I mean, <laughs> last year I, I spent so much time on uh, my business being Nerd Rage Gaming. I mean, doing those things because I loved it. And it was also a learning experience, so I didn't really uh, worry about it too much because I feel like, you know, while we're in college, while, I mean, throughout our walk in life, um, I feel like my goal is to continue learning. So whether I'm learning in the classroom or in my own business, it, it was, it really didn't matter to me. Um, but then again, I mean, not putting as much time in my classes allowed me to do those, to do those, uh, things and have those experiences and learn the things I've learned through my own business. Yeah. Cause I remember 
sometimes I would walk into your room and you'd be like on a business call (laughs) at 12 o'clock at night. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you do it because you love it. Um, Everyone has that one thing and that that's my one thing. And as far as things I change, I think it's easy to peg out the things that, that didn't necessarily go my way. But without those things that didn't go my way, I wouldn't have grown to be in the Mm -hmm. place where I am right now. So looking back on it, I I don't know if I would change anything. Um, I'd have to give it some more thought, but on first glance, I mean, I can't even peg out the negative things that have happened uh, because it's, it's only enabled me to become stronger. I mean, also like one of the greatest part of the game, um, to me at least wasn't even necessarily playing, even though I had such great success, like within being a player, it was creating like the relationships with people. And it was that it was a game that wasn't online, you know? And I, I mean, spent hours in the car with people, you know, just like talking and in the hotel rooms and things like that. And that's actually led, um, led me to, create our our slogan for our series uh it's it's invest in memories because uh i believe that you know as a tournament organizer it's so much the event is so much more than you know the the seven or eight rounds that someone plays in you know i mean they they dedicated a day or even sometimes a weekend to to spend with my company and i feel like it's what's led to our success is that we feel that it's our obligation to allow them to create create memories you know with with their friends things like that I mean that's what made the experience of magic so so great for me I mean um wasn't even necessarily in the venue all the time it was at the restaurants in the hotel in the car like I said um so we are uh constantly trying to I guess infiltrate those areas and allow people um an easier way of investing in memories, creating their own memories, uh, through our series, because that was something that, uh, always stuck out to me as being a player. So I was actually able to use my player experience to try to help, uh, you know, my own company, because at the end of the day, it's, it's, I mean, at least for us, it's, it's player first and it's all about the customer because, uh, I mean, they can do no wrong. Like we we would not be anywhere have any of the success that we've had without them great answer um thank you for that i think we're about out of time is there anything else that you would like to plug or wrap up clear up uh no plugs no, no plugs. plugs that's it okay yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast it was great to talk to you and thank you all for listening again please check out the past episodes and come back every wednesday for new episodes you can find the podcast here on itunes or soundcloud wherever you're listening follow the podcast on facebook at who's who podcast and on instagram at who's who pod thank you and talk to you next week